This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now, on The Law School Show. Hello, this is The Law School Show. And I'm Angela, and today I will be interviewing David, who is the manager and a, and a host. Soon to be not manager. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm downgrading my position because I, am, I have graduated. Um, but he'll still be staying with us, and thankfully today we have him to share his experiences uh, during the articling recruit and during 3L and what he has learned and some tips that he might have for the viewers. So I guess the first question is, um, can you tell us a bit about the Articling Recruit and how do you find it different from the OCIs? Right, so uh, I remember we didn't follow, we did an update episode last year yeah. where I talked about it. So if anyone is curious about that, just listen to that episode. I'm sure my memory was fresher then. <laughs> um, everything else is pretty, it's basically this, pretty much the same thing as OCI's mm -hmm. except generally the interviews are much longer. They're typically 45 minutes, 30 minutes at least. Mm -hmm. And so that means there's going to be a lot more to talk about, which is good because it gives you more as an applicant, more opportunity to show who you really are as a, both mm -hmm. as a person mm -hmm. and as an individual with legal, ex legal education experience. Mm -hmm. And it can be a very challenging process because, you know, you can have a lot of interviews and that's a lot of research to do. And for someone mm -hmm. like Angela, who is currently juggling a summer job right now, or who, like me, who back then I had a summer job, it, be, it, it can be definitely be a time crunch to get all the research done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One quick tip I would have, um, oh, it might be a bit late now, but I accidentally... Yeah. When I scheduled my interviews, I accidentally scheduled the in two um, interviews back to back with firms <laughs> who are very far <laughs> apart. For those of you who live in Toronto, I had you'll probably know what I'm talking about. So I had an interview at a firm that was in downtown Toronto, and then the next time slot, literally the next time slot, my the interview was in Etobicoke. <laughs> so uh, I had to I called an Uber, I paid thirty bucks, and I asked the driver to drive. <laughs> faster than normal. I made it, but these are some of the details yeah. where <laughs> um, some uh, greater attention to detail would have helped reduce my s stress level. And mm. for the interview days, it's always good to have at least amount of stress as possible. I, I guess I, I'm just going to pitch in a tiny bit because I just finished going through, like applying to the Toronto articling um, positions. So in terms of, and, and call day also happened. So um, I think what's slightly different is that for the OCIs, at least, a lot of them have the first round, they come to your school to recruit, like Toronto ones did for us. Um, so you don't have to travel for the first round, but for the, uh, for the articling ones, you have to go to their firms or their offices. So that, that's a huge difference. And then call, call day, I would say, is always busy if you're expecting a lot. Um, I know some peers who had like 10 or 15. So, so for those that get that many, I think like David mentioned, you have to plan it well in advance. Like who, who do you want the most? Um, maybe have like a little map. I know one of my friends did that. Like a little map of where the firms are so you get an idea like how much time you need <laughs> to travel um and also yeah. during my articling recruitment the formal articling yeah. recruitment process yes. i did have skype interviews so if for whatever reason it's traveling is very expensive traveling is expensive mm -hmm. it can be very expensive to be going to toronto or some other city for articling interviews you can always ask that as an option for mm -hmm. those interviews because it's always better to cast your night wide rather than mm -hmm. small. So. That's true. But I do feel like in person, you can still... Definitely. They can still see you better. And Definitely. 
you know, you can judge them better as well. I would because, always prefer in person, but sometimes yeah, I know, circumstances definitely. prevent that. Because I've had like Skype or phone interviews and there's always some sort of weird glitch that happens, especially with Skype. Like the video stops working, they can't hear you, you can't hear them. For me, it's always been sort of a disaster. <laughs> so, so if you can, in person is still the best, right? And then I guess a follow-up would be in terms of preparation, was there anything different that you did for the articling recruit? Nope, nope. Same as always. Uh, the, the, the good thing about doing OCIs, and even though you've mm-hmm. failed to get a job, yeah. is that uh, you get experience preparing for these interviews and you mm-hmm. get experience just thinking about yourself and about your experiences and your credentials. And... Um, I didn't realize until after I finished the articling recruitment process and the interviews, Mm -hmm. you get really good at talking about yourself, (laughs) which is great because, (laughs) you know, interviewing is always about talking about yourself. And I found that for myself that I now have a much Mm -hmm. higher level of confidence going into interviews. Mm I remember Angela said in our previous episode yeah. that it can be very intimidating to yeah. go meet with lawyers and interview with yeah. them and stuff. Especially some are partners. That's right. So you're, they're like much more experienced, they're much older, and you're probably just like, you, you don't know much. <laughs> so. But I found that for me, yeah. the funny thing about, about my experience mm-hmm. is that after going through so many interviews over the second year and then yeah. the third year, when I, when I go into a room with lawyers for interviews or whatnot, I don't feel that same level of intimidation mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. before. And it could just be because you've done so many interviews that you met so many yeah. lawyers. But I found that with experience and with time, it, it, that, that feeling of dread, it, mm-hmm. it becomes a lot less. What about the, uh, did you do any government interviews? I did. So can you tell us a bit about them and how they're kind of different from the you know, firm interviews. Very different. <laughs> um, mostly because they are somewhat substantial. Mm. And <clears throat> they write a lot of your notes down, so mm-hmm. it can be, it can feel like you're talking to heads. Wall, right? Like, just, you're, you're just, like you, just, you, you can just see their hair, and then yeah. you're just like, right, yes. And then you try to make eye contact, but their eyes are, because, you know, they're focused on yeah, making sure yeah. they write everything yeah. down. And for those types of interviews, because some government runs on a point system, if you hit something that they like, they'll give you the points. So it's probably better to talk more than less. Mm. Uh, my government interview didn't go as well because the area in which this government agency practiced in was an area where I had, I had zero experience either in practice or academically. <laughs> so it became very difficult for me to talk about cases. And they do ask about cases. So if you can, try and figure out what that government agency does for, mm-hmm. um, in, in, for the area of law and look up some leading cases on it because that will go a long way. So in terms of, I guess, um, cases, did they tell you that you were going to have to prepare for these cases beforehand or did they just ask you on the spot like can you tell me about this case usually like i didn't have as many government interviews Mm -hmm. as i think angela is going to have usually i find they don't ask you about a specific case they'll usually ask you your opinion about a case that you know Mm. and so if i could go back and approach it differently i would Mm-hmm. find a case and just find one case. You don't think, I don't think you need to know more yeah. than one and just know about it. But I will focus on a case that either the interviewer that is interviewing you yeah. or the organization has participated yeah. in. So we all know you can use Canly and you can use Canly. You can search like keywords mm-hmm. and you can, and I've done this more recently where I would just find like, they usually tell you who the interviewers are. So you, let copy the interviewer's name into Canly and mm. try to find the cases that they've done. And I think it, it looks better when you t- get to know cases that they personally um, mm-hmm. um, participated in because they'll give you insights that you won't see on the decision itself. Mm, that's true. I remember I had one where 
It was in Ottawa. So the Art- Ottawa recruit for Art of Clean starts really early compared to all the other ones. Um, so for that one, I was interviewing with the government and they had like a set of standard questions that they would ask each candidate. And then there's one where they ask you to prepare a legal topic um, and then talk about it for like 10 minutes. And what I found while I was preparing for it is that it would have been really helpful if you had done a paper on some sort of legal subject that's relevant to the office that they, um, to the area of law that they practice and to what they do. So my friend and I were actually competing for the same spot and she coincidentally had done a paper that was really related to what they do. And so naturally, like she got the job. <laughs> but for me, like I knew that my, I felt that my interview didn't go as well because I, first of all, I didn't anticipate that I would have to prepare a topic in that much detail. Like I knew I would have to prepare something, but I just, I didn't have that much, I didn't have that much time to do research while I was still working. <laughs> and um, I did the best that I could, but obviously for someone who spent like months on a paper versus someone who spent maybe a week with intense, you know, research, there's, there's still a difference. And um, within those 10 minutes, I would suggest picking a topic that's very, very, that's narrow because you'll find that it's really hard to explain cases in 10 minutes in detail. And I think what they're looking for is detail and the amount of content that you can bring. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to answer your question. It's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> well, I your, just your, your experience is a lot more recent than mine. So. Yeah, I just remembered what happened. Uh, for your articling interviews, did you choose between Vancouver or Toronto? As I think the timing conflicts, right? That's right. So the timing does conflict. And so you're not supposed to, um, you're not really supposed to do both at the same time mm-hmm. because theoretically it's very difficult mm-hmm. and expensive. So I would recommend that you try to focus on either one city or the other one. But if you do have a big desire to mm-hmm. go for both, I would try to be open with the firms you're applying to if they give you an offer for an interview and seek out a, an arrangement either through Skype or whatever. But I will, I would, I would, I would caution you on that because I do um, recall, yeah. I could be mistaken, yeah. but I do recall some um, um, rules or regulations from either the Law Society or the Vancouver Bar Association where um, that is not permitted. So mm. I will look into that first. Okay. Um, and then for the articling process, how was it in the end for you? Like, can you tell us what happened? So I had a full schedule. Yeah. Um, so I did both Ottawa and Toronto. And I had a full, uh, my Ottawa one was all right. I didn't, I didn't get a job in Ottawa, mm-hmm. naturally. Um, but I did enjoy the experiences. And I had a full plate in Toronto. Both my days were pretty busy. I was running around the city. And uh, one, one quick note is uh, make sure to invest in a good deodorant because uh, <laughs> like for guys, when you're wearing a suit and you're walking around Toronto trying to go from one uh, interview to the other, it can get pretty sweaty. So uh-huh. be prepared. And, and at the end of the process, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get a job. Mm-hmm. And it can be pretty deflating, especially since I didn't get anything through OCIs. And then you had a full, and then in your mind, you have a full plate in Toronto where you had interviews on both days throughout the day. Yeah. And you're thinking in your head, what are the chances of me not getting anything? Mm. Like, not very high because you Mm. had so many interviews. And it's not about, and if that, and then if this happens to you, it's not about you as a person, it's not about you because you weren't insufficient in terms of your academic credentials or your professional credentials. Yeah. It's just a numbers game. There are so many applicants now going through these processes. Sometimes the, the dice just doesn't roll your way. Mm-hmm. And you know, it happens. 
So that's true, and especially I find at least with the government offices, sometimes uh, they already have summer students, and um, oftentimes there will be interview spots reserved for their summer students. So if you think about it. It's a lot of competition because they already know their summer students, and you're competing against them. So, you you might be competing for one spot or two. So if you think about that, I think that kind of resolves maybe some issues that you might have. Right, and um, I don't I don't know if you have a question coming or. Well, you can just talk okay, about I can, it. I can elaborate more. Yeah, so yeah. since since it's a pretty devastating process, since you prepare so much mm. and then. You go to the career center, and then they say your interview skills are fine, your cover letter is fine, your resume is good, and then you go through all these processes. You went through all those interviews. I can relate, and for those of you who may get to that unfortunate position, I, I really sympathize with you. It's it's such a difficult, difficult mindset to break away from. That mindset of the fact that.、Mm. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't get it? Why can't I get anything? What's the reason、mm. for me not?、Mm. Getting a a position, not just a position where you know you're making producing、mm-hmm. money, but just a position, because I find that in especially in second year with the OCR process,、um, everybody kind of kind of shoves shoves you towards that you know the the OCR process. The firms are pretty big, that that area of law、mm-hmm. and kind of、mm-hmm. gives you like the idea of that oh like um, um, the prestige and the money and. You know that kind of lifestyle, but yeah.、Um, but once you don't get it, and you try to shift your focus, and then you go for all these other places in Toronto, Ottawa, or Vancouver,、mm-hmm. or any other big city in Canada, and then you still don't get anything, and then you just come and to realize like what's going on. Yeah. And for for those of you who I have, I was in that position. There's isn't much like. Especially the first week after after the call day is over and everything's done, I would totally take a break. I after、uh-huh. the Toronto finish and everything was done, I took a week off and I went back to Toronto and I ate lots of unhealthy food. <laughs> <laughs> um, take a break.、Uh, my parents also offered to have、yeah. me go home for a while.、Uh, I, I'm from the West Coast originally, but、mm-hmm. I thought maybe going back there wasn't the best. But I went back. To, I went to Toronto and ate a lot. And、mm. I also know that when you come back to school, because around the time you finish, it'll be around early、mm-hmm. August. When you come back to school, it can be intimidating and it can be disheartening to see all your peers having articling positions, and then you don't. But I want to urge that you resist the urge to、mm-hmm. close yourself. There are more people, especially now that um, um, there are more and more law students coming back to Ontario to article, or to look for articles. Sorry, there are more and more of us who are looking for articling positions, and there are more than you think there are. And you may think a colleague of yours should have an articling position, but they might actually not, and you won't even notice. And so. I think it's because people don't talk about that's it. Right, that's, that's right. That's right. I feel, and, and I can see why.、Um, it's a fantastic feeling to know that you have something lined up at the end of the year, at、mm-hmm. the end of the、that's、law school、true. career, and but you also know that there are students who don't have that lined up, and it's disheartening. You spend so much money, you spend so much time going to law school.、Mm-hmm. Law school is not a piece of cake, and you want to have a job at the end of it, but you don't. So. For some students, they might feel that it would be a very、um, uh, unpleasant topic to talk about, or embarrassing, or embarrassing topic to talk about. But it's not that, you know.、Uh, many many good students with very good GPAs wind up not having an article position when they start third year, and that's just how it is in this marketplace.、Mm. You know, I actually think because even in two L, you'll get that experience where you. You think you went through so much. You slave so hard in one L.、Um, you should have some sort of position, right? Like from OCIs. Let's say you you got so many interviews. You should have something, but you don't. <laughs> And so it's it's that sense of defeat that makes you, you know, question like like David said, "Am I that awful? 
did I do something wrong? Yeah, so, but I, I found for me at least, um, talking about it to other people that, okay, yeah, like I, I didn't do successfully in OCIs. That actually helped me recover. And unfortunately, during 2L, you won't have the luxury of taking a week off. No. But, you know, even the weekend, like two days where you just do nothing, do whatever you want. Here's what I did when I didn't get anything in the OCIs. Yeah. I spent a whole weekend watching Korean drama. (laughs) What drama did you watch? I watched High School 2014. (laughs) The whole weekend. No law school readings. No emails, no watching the news, <laughs> just that, and lots and lots of food. I think I spent like two weekends doing just whatever I wanted. I just didn't care. Anyway. <laughs> and that but was yeah. better. And then um, there, was, there was one time, though, that I, like, it really hit me hard in class. Like, I just couldn't go to class. Um, and then... I just spent the time just talking to my family and, you know, sure, there were some tears, but after you cry a bit, you kind of pick yourself up and you feel better. It's weird. And, and um, I, I, don't, I can only talk about U of O, but I'm sure yeah. other universities are the same thing where there are services on campus that can help you in these difficult situations. So seek them out. Um, they're always there for you. So Yeah, or talking to your friends and... You know, even if you don't get something, I even though I'm going to 2L, but it's still kind of applicable. Even if you don't get something, just just in the summer of 2L, you can still take a vacation off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I guess for third year, then yeah, what sort of so yeah, I can talk about what I did in third yeah. year. Yeah. So first, oh, I don't think many applicants do this, mm-hmm. and I myself didn't think about it either but one tip i received from a mentor of mine consider sending a thank you email to those firms that rejected you Mm. especially if the firm um is one that you were very interested in working with Mm. here's the reason why sometimes a firm hires an articling student at a year before they start which is the normal process however life happens Things can occur where the articling student, maybe six months in or maybe a few months before articling starts, decides that either law is not for them mm. or they found out something better. And it's happened. Uh, my prof- one of my professors told me it's happened to one of her, uh, someone that she knows. Yeah. And guess what? The firm are then desperate to find another articling student. And who are they going to remember? Not the applicants they received last year, but the person who sent them a thank you note even though they got rejected. That's a good tip, though. I don't know if it will work for the government stuff because that's true. Because often government they don't is, give yeah, you the emails. That's right. Government would be diff- more difficult, but I think for more private firms, I think that can go a long way. Yeah, I I agree. That's a good tip. So I guess how did you bounce back from the I. Uh, I hate to say failure, but it's fail. That's for I'm, for the bumps. I'm, in I'm the actually road. okay to to say it's failure. I mean, I don't see it as a failure myself that's because fair. it's just the process of you know, growing up. And yeah, it's true. It's trying true. to find it. It's fair. Anyway, so uh, well, I stopped looking for a job for mm-hmm. a bit of time because mm-hmm. um, you have to prepare for school and everything. But when it's by the time school started, I did look um, for additional articling positions. Now. Um, it might seem like at the end of the formal recruitment process, yeah, yeah. all the firms have hired. It's not true. There are many, many, many different firms, not uh, not necessarily mm-hmm. in the bigger cities, but uh, throughout Ontario, and I'm sure this is also the case in the rest of Canada, and where they hire throughout the year, uh, especially near to the end of the year, like December-ish or January, when they... Um, have their updated financials and mm. they can figure out um, if they need additional help with their workload. That's true. Like I saw some postings um, in January that popped out for articling. Like yeah. Several postings. Yeah. There, so. In fact, there's actually a lot of, uh, so it's 2017 now. So there's yeah. actually a lot of postings right now for this coming art- articling term. Yeah, that's true. So 
you know, there's always um, stuff out there and there's many, many resources mm -hmm. and I'm going to list them out right now. <laughs> so there is the Law Job Exchange, yes. who is, which is run by Alitza Danzer, who mm -hmm. was an interviewee with us. Uh, the Facebook group is extremely useful. I found a few very interesting article positions mm -hmm. through there. Rely a lot on your career center, the job search engine through that. That's mm -hmm. also been generally where I go first as the easiest thing to use. Talk with the Career Center counselor around the start of the year because at the University of Ottawa Law School, they had a service where for third year students who did not have articling, they allow you to submit your resume to them because once in a while, a firm will approach mm -hmm. the Law School Career Center and ask for the resumes of third year law students for articling. And I did receive an offer for an interview through that process. Uh, you know, it's better to just try it. It doesn't take, it takes like two minutes to submit your resume yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I will look into it at your law school. Uh, there are other services. So um, Indeed.ca is a common one. Mm. I would be careful with that one though, because sometimes the, the employers that hire through that process, the positions are unpaid and... Mm, that's true. Uh, my, but a lot of I, big organizations still post there. That's true. That's also true. But I also feel that Indeed is such a large website that many, mm. many people do look into it. Mm. Craigslist. I have applied through Craigslist before. <laughs> um, sometimes it's hit and miss, but you know, it doesn't take that much time. Mm -hmm. um, job bank, the jobbank.gc.ca. Sometimes weird jobs articling pop up there. So you never know. Mm -hmm. um, for uh, those of you in Ontario, there is the Law Society Articling Registry. Uh, that one I find sometimes has postings that your careers, that your law school career center will miss. So that's another option. I've also applied jobs through the job posting. I also applied for jobs that were posted at the job posting website of yeah. the Ontario Bar Association and the Canadian Bar Association. Mm -hmm. Firms who post articling positions there can post them for free. And I've applied through that as well. And let me think, is there any other ones? And Google. Sometimes you Google, sometimes you never know what happens. Was there, do you think there was anything that you did that kind of set you apart from other candidates? Yes. Um, I'm sure other candidates have yeah. done this. Yeah. And, but I didn't do it really at the beginning of the third year, third of, of 3L. Okay. But around uh, November, November, December, when I started getting mm -hmm. really worried that I wouldn't have anything, I cold called like mad. Like, here's, I, here's what I did. <laughs> um, it's busy. It, it's yeah. hard because yeah. you're in school. So I, I set aside an hour or two a week or, or a week around November-ish. But by January, I was setting out like an hour or two uh -huh. every other day. I had three cities in mind in which I was thinking of working yes. in. Vancouver, Toronto, Ottawa. I went on Google. I searched Vancouver Law Firm <laughs> I through Google. Yeah. All the firms there. And, all, all, and then they give you a list of firms. Yeah. And then I basically emailed them. Yeah. Emailed every single firm I saw. Now, now, I know that some people, like, if you hear from the career center, they argue that if you're going to cold call, it's probably better to cold call with something substantive rather than say, I'm looking for a job. Uh -huh. I agree with that. And I did do that originally at the beginning. Uh -huh. But uh, realistically, I found that because of time constraints, especially <laughs> you're in school, you don't have time to be going around talking to people, although it's better this way to be talking to people yeah, when yeah. you don't really know if there's going to be a job at the end of the mm -hmm. road. And I did have that where like you, you talk to somebody and then you are hoping that that relation can lead you to a job. But at the end, you spend a few like a few hours and then at the end, there's nothing at the end of it, which is fine because mm -hmm. there's no expectation of that. It's just Building for you as the applicant, yeah. you have a set amount of time and you need to be more efficient with your time. Mm -hmm. So and so I did it for both. Sorry, I only did it for Vancouver and Ottawa. Yes. Because I didn't, my focus on Toronto was more just applying for firms there because uh -huh. the Toronto has so many firms. So anyway, and what else did I do? I worded the email in a way that um, I guess you can say was a bit more aggressive than usual. Oh, really? What did uh, you do? Not, nothing too drastic. So, <laughs> uh, it, so 
originally I only had an email saying, yes. "Hello, I'm David. I'm a third year law student. I have, you know, would if in the future if if in the future your firm is considering hiring an articling student, I would be more than happy to send you my mm-hmm. credentials." Uh, that didn't go very far. I didn't get many responses from that. So um, maybe like a quarter way through doing yeah. this. I changed it drastically. I have an email, someone like a cover letter, where I said, "Hello, my name is David. Yeah, I would. I'm a third year law student who's currently looking for articling, something like that. Um, I would be very interested in working your firm. Uh, I, I believe my experiences will be an asset to your firm. Here's why: one, I did this. Like for example, one, I did sec in second year. I was a I was a caseworker at the legal clinic.、Mm-hmm. I did family law. Your firm does family law. Two, you firm does real estate. I have experience with real estate at the city of Ottawa. I did this, this, and this, and I believe this will be a, I don't know, something like that. And at the end, I say, so my experience、yeah. will be like that. It's like a cover letter. So was it shorter though than a cover letter? Very yeah, very short,、Because、very short. I find like with emails generally people. Yeah. When they see a long I, yeah, email. That's right. They're that's gonna right. say that's delete. That's right. I kept it maybe two hundred words max.、Mm. I did that, and I found I got a lot more responses through that method as well. And、um, so you were upfront, like I'm looking for an、yeah. articling position. Yeah, I was really upfront. I was saying I'm looking for articling. Your firm does your your firm does、This、x x and y. y. I have x and y experience. If you're interested, I would love to、That、send you a complete、know. package.、Yeah. Okay. I did find and. For those firms that you, you find, are very、yes. interested in, there was this one firm in Vancouver where I, I feel bad, but why, why, why? I, I sent them three emails. <laughs> 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 and, and here's why.、Uh, how like how how far apart were your emails? Well, no, they were pretty apart. Like here, here's why. Like first, I sent an email to um, there they had an articling student already, so yeah, I sent an email、yeah. to your articling student. Uh, but because it got so busy, they kind of just forgot about me,、yeah. which is fine. You know that happens.、Yeah. So after like two weeks or so, I sent a follow up to、yeah. their general email, okay, and which didn't get a response. Yeah. But I, now here's the thing. What here's what I did. If I'm interested in a firm,、yes. I I do this. I I will look them up on the website naturally. I'll also follow them on social media,、oh. because sometimes they post something that may be of interest to you, especially if you're looking for a job. And that firm posted on their social media saying. We're gonna this firm's in Vancouver, so we're gonna be at UBC tomorrow to be looking for new talent for our firm.、Oh. If you're interested, send your resume to this address,、okay. and that's what I did, and、uh, they gave me an interview. Nice. So you know, if if it's a firm that you're really interested in, you know, don't spam them every day, but you know,、uh, keep them informed and stuff. And then, so I did that for both. Vancouver、mm-hmm. and Ottawa, and、um, you found that you did get like hits.、Back. I did get hits. Don't expect that many. I I read on the internet that you yeah, maybe get、yeah. like ten percent max. I I don't even get ten percent. I think I got like five percent. But that's okay. You know. Would would they were their hits just like saying, "Oh, sorry, we're not hiring." Uh,、anymore. like ninety percent of them would just not respond. But some firms that are nice would send a um. Like an email back saying, "Oh, thanks for like thanks for your thanks for your interest, but we're not looking." You know, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I guess I can keep talking. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,、okay. it's good. It's so, good. It's useful. I guess so. So. So what about like networking? I would say. Right. You know how well, some- there. I don't know how it's going to be in third year this year or、mm-hmm. next year or whatever, but in my year there wasn't as many networking like formal networking events. Okay.、Um, but oh, that reminds yeah. me. Yeah. But I did attend the faculty networking event in Ottawa. Yes. Um, you might not know, but I'm Chinese, so I I am part of FACO. Uh, FACO is the、uh, Federation of Asian Canadian Lawyers.、Uh-huh. For those who don't know, and they also have a job board, so. You can、oh, all look、wow. there as well.、Wow. <laughs> you can look there as well. So I I attended that, but I wasn't there to say, oh, I'm I'm looking for article. I'm looking for article. I was just there to kind of get to know people. But yeah, I didn't do too much of that. And so continuing on with my story. Yes. So by third year, by like February of third year,、mm-hmm. I was still looking. It was getting <laughs> dire. I was starting to look into the LPP. Uh, yes. For those outside of Ontario, LPP is the alternative method of becoming a lawyer in Ontario. 
Anyways, I was looking into that, and then through my cold calling efforts, I did find a sole practitioner in Ottawa who um, was interested in t taking me on. Mm -hmm. um, she's a very nice lady, uh, but it was really interesting because at the interview, she said, I would take you on, but I think you'll be better off articling at a firm because you'll get more experience that oh, way. Oh, wow. However, but, but she, but it, she, she, I, she's I, like, she kind of felt she would be a better backup. Yes. So she essentially made herself a backup, even though her practice is extremely busy and yeah, she yeah. would, um, she said she would have liked to have an article soon. But How did you, it was from cold calling? You it was literally cold calling. Wow. Like, um, for those of you in Ottawa, the Google searches only take you so far. Yes. What else you can do, which I've done, is um, go to the county, uh, oh, shoot, what's the name called? The CCLA, the County of Carleton Law Association. Okay. They have a, they have a lawyer directory there. And I, and is I, it free? And, 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 and it's totally free. Wow. And you can go on there and you can search all the names of all the lawyers that are registered through that in Ottawa. And I have um, cold call through there. Mm. Do you know if there's one for Toronto or no? I do not know, but I would not be surprised if there is. Um, for um, sorry, I can only speak to Vancouver, Toronto, and Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but fine. Vancouver, I looked up the Vancouver Bar Association, and they don't have it. Neither um, does the Surrey Bar Association yeah. have it. So that's a bit more difficult. But um, the Law Society of BC does have a Lord Directory, mm. but it's not as easy to search. Like the the good thing about the CCLA one is that you can search based on practice, oh. pra like pra like practice yeah, yeah, area yeah, yeah. and language. Wow. Like I can speak Mandarin, yeah. so I searched like in the relevant practice area I was kind of have experience in and in Mandarin. So that's kind of what I did. Mm -hmm. So look through there as well for cold calling. And yeah, so this individual who I interviewed with, she was very nice to me and um, she said I can be her backup. So throughout March and April, I that, that weight gets lifted off your shoulders yeah, 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 yeah. because you have a backup, right? Yeah, it's yeah. something. And so I kind of eased off on my job search a little uh, bit because um, by that time, I kind of cold called every single firm in Ottawa and Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of exhausted I kind of exhausted everything. Like I could have looked into the CCLA more yeah, because yeah, yeah. the CCLA has a lot of sole practitioners in there yeah. who, who you won't really pop up on the Google search. Mm. But, you know, it was getting towards the end of the year and exams and stuff started. But... Uh, but then and you when, had your backup, so and I had my backup, so I was getting kind of getting kind of lazy. Yeah. Um, but then something something that I totally unexpected happened was that um, I got an email from uh, the mentor I had. So yeah. I should probably go back a little bit. So during the during the summer articling recruitment, mm -hmm. um, there was one firm who the interv my interviewer, one of the interviewers. She reached out to me at the end of the article recruitment mm -hmm. and just expressing um, her hope that I found something yeah. and stuff. And when I told her that I didn't, she took the time to talk with me and meet with me. And I really appreciate it because she gave me a lot of good advice on preparing for Toronto and stuff. Mm -hmm. what, sort, what sort of advice did she Oh, she just, oh, like, she basically told me that my interview was fine oh, because... Okay. I was thinking in my head that something must be wrong with me. Some, there, there must be something wrong with the way I'm Type conducting a lawyer interviews. Per personality. Yeah, right? Because, like, what's going on? Like, my grades are fine. I have good experiences. My resume, I think, is good. Colleagues with similar credentials as me have gotten hired. Why yeah. am I not getting... Or sometimes even worse, getting, right? Yeah. Why am I not getting hired, mm -hmm. right? But she, you know, she took the time to tell me, like, you know, like, it just happens. And she told me to... She wished me luck and... In, um, in Toronto and other stuff. And when I didn't get anything in Toronto, like I sent her an email back and you know, I think we talked again after, but she just told me to keep looking, it's yeah, all good. Yeah. And it would have been very, very, very easy for me to just stop talking, mm -hmm. like emailing her back and forth. Cause you know, as a student, you respect lawyers time and you don't want to intrude on their time too much. But what I did is um, because, you know, like I appreciate the fact that she reached out to me that you know, I sent her, um, I sent her like holiday greeting emails and stuff, mm -hmm. and you know, when you talk with um, 
someone like a lawyer who just reach out to you, pay attention to what they're talking about. So um, long story short, one of her colleagues um, had a need for an articling student and they just re they realized they had a need at the end of March. She told my mentor, yeah. she emailed me asking if I was interested. I said, yes. <laughs> Next thing I know, two days later, I had an interview with this firm and two days later, I was hired. Wow. And I am beyond blessed uh, to be at a firm where I, um, because it's, it's a firm in, yeah, it's yeah. A firm in Ottawa and um, the people um, are experienced and they're very good lawyers at what they do and from all accounts they're very good people mm -hmm. as well. So, in this area of law, like, do you have experience in it? I have absolutely <laughs> zero experience both <laughs> academically and in practice. <laughs> but that's okay because Honestly, the reason my, the reason yeah, because yeah. is because my our, our yeah. school doesn't offer it as a course so there's literally no way for you to get experience in this area of law that's true <laughs> that's a good point and so you know there's nothing mm -hmm. you can do <laughs> and um i think one of my uh supervisors she told me that you know honestly you learn stuff on the spot it's not really through your coursework so even if you have zero experience don't feel like it's gonna that's right. eliminate you. It might be a slight disadvantage because some other oh, people might have experience in the area that you really want. But, it's totally not. But still apply if you're when, interested. When I worked for the city of Ottawa in the summer mm -hmm. in real estate, when I applied, I had zero practical <laughs> or academic experience as well. How did you word your cover letter? I just, uh, <laughs> okay, so the city of Ottawa's yeah. um, application doesn't require a cover letter because oh. it's, it's, um, it was like through the, through the website. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I didn't submit one, but basically at the interview, I just emphasized my re legal research skills. I emphasized contracts because real estate, uh, there's a lot of, um, contract interpretation, at mm -hmm. least what they were doing. I emphasized those two areas. And that's it. You know what? You just, you just, you accept that you don't have the experience, but you leverage the experience that you do have. That's so true. Like even, even my current job too, it's, uh, they deal with like banking stuff, insurance and going in and had zero experience in it. And, uh, they do some international stuff too. So I was just like, I, I have some international business experience. So I kind of leveraged whatever I had. Like what David did yeah. to make it up. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, and then so... So I guess following that, you still have to... Uh, there's the bar stuff. Right, and before we get to the yeah. bar, I just wanted to quickly touch on the interview I have with the firm I'm now going to be with. Okay. Uh, because, you know, you're very excited. You go in, you have yeah. all your talking points of your resume prepared. And they had zero questions for me at the interview. <laughs> it was, it was really interesting. It was really interesting because... Um, you know, because you're all prepared. They have their resume in yeah, front. Yeah. You have, they have your resume in front of them. Yeah. And then they just said this. So, David, do you have any questions for us? <laughs> What'd you say? Like, like because of the glory, the good thing about having all those interviews yeah, and participating yeah. all those interviews in yeah. the past and failing them yes. is that you have experience in doing research. So, you know, I did my due diligence beforehand uh -huh. and I had a whole like word document of notes about the, the area of law that they practiced. Okay. And I didn't bring it with me naturally, but I knew it cause I, I researched it. I know about it. I had some few talking points I was going to talk about that would be of definite interest to them. Um, they had some recent cases that were in the news. So I of course talked about that and that's basically it. I just basically asked questions. Wow. And it's a really good exercise of active listening because you, I only maybe had like five, six questions in, in my head, but they say something of interest, you follow up, mm. right? And uh, it ended up being a 45 minute, very healthy length of time for an interview. Wow. So uh, be always prepared for that because <laughs> you never know. Uh, you know. You know what else to be prepared for? It's if you say you're fluent or you're proficient right. in the language. That's right. Be prepared that the interviewer might ask you something that's right. in that language. That's right. When 
when I was going through the formal recruiting process, there was yeah. this one firm yeah. who was interested in the fact that I can speak Chinese. Mm -hmm. So they had this. They had another Chinese lawyer who um, who I who met me at the coffee reception or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. Who literally just tested my Chinese. <laughs> I'm. I've been tested in my French, like during the interview. Oh yeah, yeah. For government, they would definitely. Well, yeah. no, it really? wasn't government. Really? It was, okay. It was Crown Corp. Okay. Interesting. And yeah, so. I feel like if you do list something as a skill, be prepared that you could yeah. be tested. It's fair game. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so for those of you who are looking for articling, um, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> persevere. You know, um, every no leads to the eventual yes. And you know, my heart's with you, and I wish you all good luck. And uh, uh, if you need any um, additional, like if you need to talk with uh, me or whatever, I think my contact information is. On the website, and I'm sure I'm very searchable on Google. So, really, your contact information? Like my LinkedIn is on my website. I know that. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and I guess moving on from articling, I just want to touch a bit on the bar right section. Okay, uh, the bar exam. Um, I don't have my results yet. <laughs> um, but I guess overall, you can overall, talk about like. How do you? Right. How did you prepare for it? Okay, so there's two there's two main ways of preparing for the bar exam. Uh, either you can just study the material yourself yes. um, during the summer, or um, you could purposely take the, all the bar exam courses at school. Um, I didn't. So by fluke, I took a lot of the bar exam courses at school. Could Not you, because I mm -hmm. wanted to. It's just because it, they were kind of yeah, somewhat of interest yeah. to me. Could you just list maybe some yeah. of them? Yeah, so the, the mandatory ones are covered. So biz or, business organization, civil civil procedure, yes. con, uh, criminal law. Is, is there con law? Constitutional law, yes. Okay. There is some constitutional law, public law stuff. Uh, and let me think. And family, I think family? that's it. Family is not mandatory for our law school. I don't oh, know yeah, if, yeah, for yeah. other law schools if they are. Okay. Um, and our law school had professional responsibility as a mandatory first year course, and that was on the bar. That was a huge part of the bar exam. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are the main areas. Um, uh, yeah, but there's also family and uh, it's a criminal law, and there's also family and I think that's kind of it. Oh, real estate, wills and estates, and a little, little bit of trust in there as well. You said tax was. Tax was in there, yeah. And uh, let me tell you, it's not fun. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the material. Uh, it's funny because uh, so my girlfriend's an accountant, so yeah, I, I I had a bit of a helping hand in that area. But uh, when she was helping me with that part of the exam, she was telling me how um, there was a lot of detail in there that lawyers definitely do not need to know. <laughs> so um, I I read the tax part yeah, and I yeah. took tax as a course at school, but. In my bar exam materials, the tax wasn't really personal tax. It was a lot of corporate tax. Okay. So just be aware of that. But ta and on the exam, from my exam, there were some tax questions. Mm -hmm. There were not too many, but there were some. So, you Still know, just be it, aware right? for it. Um, I prepare for it a little bit, but but I had to, I had a lot of help. So, mm -hmm. um, if you don't have that privilege that I did. Yeah, I think avoiding it is a, a prudent suggestion for sure. So on the actual bar exam day, yeah. like what, what is it actually like? Remember the LSAT? It's like <laughs> the LSAT, except longer. How, how long was it? It's the whole day. So I got there at like seven, 8 o'clock and I left at like 6 or 5. No, 5.30 or 6. Oh, well, usually man. 6 o'clock. Do they give you break for lunch? They give you a, an hour-ish break for lunch, yes. Um, the exam itself is three and a half hours uh, a piece. So mm -hmm. um, now I, I have to note that they're changing it for next year. Oh, really? Instead of having the barristers, um, you can find it on the Law Society website, but they're changing it. I heard they're changing it for next year where instead of the two barristers and solicitors, they're merging it together to one exam. So yes. um, I can only, but there will be an exam at the end of the article term. Huh? <laughs> what do you mean? So, like a written exam or? Yeah, so so instead of having the current structure where you're going to have the barristers and solicitors, they're going to have this co combined exam at the beginning of your articling term called like the law skills, something, something, something. And you have to pass it before you start articling. Oh, and then wow. at the end of articling, this is what I heard. I could be wrong. You have another exam at the end, which I don't know what it's going to be on. 
Wow. But um, but so yeah. Uh, but but basically, regardless, they're gonna re- revamp it somehow. Yeah, but you just expect to have a long day, <laughs> and uh, the administration takes a long time too because um, they're very serious about making sure no one like following the process and everything. Mm-hmm. So I would say like a good hour, hour and a half is just you sitting around. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, for the bar exam, bring layers of good clothing because you can get cold or you can get hot. So good for that and just remember what you did for the outside it's kind of like the same thing so pen pen pencil oh don't bring anything don't bring any writing stuff they'll take it away from you and yeah they they will supply unless they change it for next year but i don't think they will they will supply you with everything you need pencils um calculators and stuff and the reason why they provide their own pencils for you to use is um there's no guarantee that if you use your own writing utensils that the scantron will pick it up so you should use your own, and also, they don't allow you to take paper out of the out of the examination room. So I had the fun part of because I had some receipts in my wallet because I I because I keep receipts through my yeah, finances, yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't have time to do the finances yet. But I had receipts in my wallet. They saw the receipts, and I had to check them away. So <laughs> 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 it's fine, but you know, so just be prepared, prepared for that. Wow. So usually, though, be like. You take the, do you have to take the bar before you article or? Well, in my year, no. Okay. But from what I've heard, next year is going to be different. That's great. I'm going to be a guinea pig. Yeah. Uh, Anything else I want to talk about for the bar exam? Oh, and um, I I don't think they're going to change this part, but all the materials, so they send you the materials and then all the materials that you use, you can bring to the examination, but you're not allowed to take them home. Including binders. What? So I bought binders at a dollar store because you check them after. This is crazy. Like all, you're allowed to bring this little like Ziploc bag with your wallet, keys, and not your phone. And your wallet, keys, and maybe food. And that's it. And you can only take that pack out. Everything else you leave behind. Oh my god. So it's funny because you spend all that time like diligently highlighting, indexing, um, yeah. putting in the divide, putting and it's in just divisions. Like recycled. All gone. <laughs> wow all right so i think i think we've had a good chat today with david about articling and the bar and i think it's a good time for us to end this here and obviously next year i'll probably do a follow-up about my articling yeah recruit. and if time permits i'll do a follow-up on articling as well i think it's a pretty good um tradition to have now so yeah and i think it it's even though sometimes it might be same material, but, you know, it's different every year. Like, look, the bar is changing. <laughs> yeah. And so thank you for your time. Okay, thanks. You've just been listening to The Law School Show. You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard, like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from The Law School Show. Career advancing advice, right to your earbuds.